It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jonathan India is the eighth red to win the NL Rookie of the Year, but is he the best of the bunch? I'm going to tell you how I see it here on today's Locked On Reds podcast. Let's jump in. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Today, we're going to be talking about Jonathan India and how he compares to the other Reds rookies of the year from the past, going all the way back to the first one in 1956, and Frank Robinson going to talk about that today on the Lockdown Reds podcast that's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for making us your hashtag first listen of the day. And as your host, you know me, I'm a crazed super fan and I'm an addict for the Cincinnati Reds bringing that addiction into information for you. We've been talking a lot about Jonathan India this week, celebrating his Rookie of the Year award, talking with Bobby Nightingale about how important he is to this roster. I firmly believe he is the most important red for the foreseeable future on this team. And I believe that he has had quite a season. But how good was his rookie year? Going to compare it to the other rookies of the year and not their careers, obviously. He's not going to hold a candle to pretty much any of them except maybe Tommy Helms and Pat Zachary, but whatever. We're looking at the one season, their first year as Reds. Not going to compare Jonathan India to the mightiness of Johnny Bench or Pete Rose or Frank Robinson and their entire careers, just their first year on the diamond. That's what we're looking at, and we're going to start off with the dude who made it cool to be a Cincinnati Red and a Rookie of the Year, Frank Robinson, because he was the first to do it. Going all the way back to 1956, when Frank Robinson won the award, he had one heck of a season. When you look at 1956, he hit 290, and he had an OPS plus of 143 because he got on base nearly 80 or 38%, 80%. Boy, that would be crazy. Got on base nearly 38% of the time and he hit 38 home runs. And he did that all from pretty much the two hole. He hit a couple other spots in the lineup for the most part though, it was in the second spot of the order. And when you look at kind of breaking down some interesting stats about his uh, season, there in 1956, Frank Robinson clubbed 11 home runs 
and he got on base nearly 40% of the time, 393 on base in the month of August, in 30 games in the month of August. Absolutely crushed that month, and that was a huge reason why he won the award because his entire year was crushing because Frank Robinson's awesome. He he was amazing, and uh, that that is a tough season to stack up to. I will definitely admit that right off the top because I'm going to tell you here in just a moment where I see India's rookie season ranking doesn't look so good with Frank Robinson. Let's move on to number two, Pete. Oh, nope, that's Chris Sabo. That's number two, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was the second rookie of the year for the Reds in 1963. 273 batting average. He had a 101 OPS plus. I'm not guessing he would have been a fan of Sabermetrics. He had 55 walks and 72 strikeouts as the leadoff hitter. A little bit in common there with Jonathan India hitting leadoff pretty much 99% of the time that year. There were a couple of times where he hit in a couple of other spots, but for the most part, 99% of the time it was leadoff and a pretty solid season for Charlie Hustle. But overall, uh, think it's not going to rank quite as high as Jonathan India going on next, not picture because I couldn't find a picture in our uh, archive that I have access to Tommy Helms. Tommy Helms had a pretty nice season as well. He hit 284 and he had a heck of a good glove for the reds. His OPS plus doesn't hold a candle either to uh, either uh, Pete Rose or Jonathan India 85 OPS plus because he only slugged 380. In fact, uh, Pete Rose slugged 371 in his rookie year, just kind of slapping singles. He only got on base 31% of the time, too, at a 315 clip. So you kind of look at Tommy Helms, and you think it's interesting to note him winning rookie of the year that season. Moving on, next guy, we do have a picture. If you're watching here on YouTube, Johnny Bench. He won the Rookie of the Year award by hitting 275. He had 117 OPS plus. He slugged 433 on the season. He even made the All-Star team and won a gold glove that year. Dude was busy when it came to award season after the year was over. He was absolutely setting the world on fire, and that's a pretty high up there season for a Reds Rookie of the Year. Coming up next, another guy I didn't have a picture for, Pat Zachary. Pat Zachary, better known as the guy that the Reds traded for Tom Seaver with a bunch of other guys as well. But the reason that Tom Seaver became a Red in his rookie season, 274 ERA in 204 innings pitched. He had 143 strikeouts and he walked 83 guys. The thing that really stood out to me, though, in 204 innings, he allowed eight home runs. Eight. Pretty good season there for Pat Zachary. Coming up next, the guy that I errantly put up the picture, Chris Sabo. In his season, 271, 105 OPS plus. And really, he was kind of done in by the second half of the year. His first half was phenomenal. Second half, not so great. Most of you probably remember this, but the month of June just was insane. 373, four homers, 10 steals, 10 walks, and he only struck out 10 times. He walked as much as he struck out. A phenomenal month for him. Um, but yeah, like I said, fell off there in the second half, but the first half, just so good. He still won that rookie of the year. And then the last guy that we got for the rookies of the year for the Cincinnati Reds relief pitcher, Scott Williamson, he got 19 saves his rookie season. Of course, he's better known for the guy that brought Phil Demotrate to the Reds shout out to, uh, 
Ken Huber in obscure former Reds. Uh, he struck out 107 and 93 in a third innings pitch that year. Had a 2-4-1 ERA, but again, that's not something that I like to really hone in on when you're a reliever. However, he and Pat Zachary had something in common. Scott Williamson allowed just eight home runs in those 93 innings pitch. So those are the resumes. Quick look at each one of them. Obviously, we're not going deep into each one of those. Don't have enough time to really do that today. But a quick look at each of the rookies of the year seasons for the Cincinnati Reds. Going to tell you where I think Jonathan India stacks up with those here in just a moment. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the best way to make money off your sports knowledge today, and it's the only online sportsbook that I trust. You can head on over there and set up your profile with the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus that's going to put a little extra cash in your bankroll and get you started off right. You can check out great lines from the NFL, NCAA football, and basketball, because that's tipped off too, and NBA basketball as well. You've got the NHL, you've got UFC and MMA, including some baseball off-season lines, whether you're talking about who's going to go where or futures looking ahead to next year. That's all on betonline.ag, the number one sports online sports book that I trust, and you should too. They've revamped their whole setup for the start of basketball season, so you got to check them out. Whether you're on the mobile website or on your desktop, go to betonline.ag and set up your profile with the promo code locked on to say 50% or to add 50% onto your initial Deposit, that's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on. Betonline.ag is where the game starts. All right, so we kind of talked about them. Let's compare them. Put them apples to apples right now. Kind of hard to do when you're talking about some guys from back in the past. But as you're making Locked On Reds your hashtag first listen of the day, let's talk about where he stands in relation to Frank Robinson. It's hard because Robinson's year was fantastic. Uh, dude came in seventh in the MVP voting that year, and that's for a team, the Red Legs then. They were actually being called the Red Legs in 1956. They finished two games behind the Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers, and one game behind the Braves, the Milwaukee Braves. The Dodgers ended up losing in seven games to the Yankees in the World Series that year. Frank Robinson still considered among the top ten players in the league that season to say nothing of the fact that he was the best rookie in the league. Absolutely phenomenal. When you look at Jonathan India and Pete Rose, Jonathan India had a better year. Sure, Pete Rose was hitting the singles and doing pretty well in the batting average department, but everything else does not hold a candle to what Jonathan India did. And I know there's going to be lots of feelings of, well, this and that and the other. Jonathan India had a better year. Jonathan India had a better year than Tommy Helms. Tommy Helms, pretty great defensively, but Jonathan India, I feel, even though we have all these sabermetrics that tell us one thing and the other, I think that he is pretty good defensively as well, and the offensive numbers just don't compare. Jonathan India was a lot better at the plate than Tommy Helms was. Then you get to Johnny Bench. Jonathan India and Johnny Bench. The Johnnies. Johns. The fight of the Johns. When I... Think of Johnny Bench, and I, I look back on just that rookie year. We're not talking about the entire career, just his rookie season. How much he did, getting the gold glove, making the all-star game, setting the world on fire, and, and the batting statistics are pretty comparable when you look at the two. I mean, a little bit more OPS plus on Johnny Bench's side and a little bit more of the OPS 
on uh, on Jonathan India's side, I think I still give a little bit of an edge to Johnny Bench simply because he had 50 less strikeouts and he had more hits. He got more hits than did Jonathan India, and he struck out a lot less. I think there's something to be said for that. I understand we are in the day of age of baseball where nobody gives a damn if they swing three times in a row and strike out. That's understandable. However, I still think that makes Jonathan India's rookie season just a slight bit under Johnny Bench's. And the other three guys, look, Pat Zachary, nice. Chris Sabo, nice. Scott Williamson, nice. Jonathan India, better. I think he had a better rookie season than all three of those players. And it's hard to compare pitchers, you know, Pat Zachary being a starter, Williamson being a reliever to a position player like India. But I think that's where they tried to come up with war. That's really where wins above replacement sort of tries to insert itself into the conversation. I know that it's an imperfect number. It's not an end all be all, but when you're trying to compare different avenues, uh, whether you're talking about different positions, whether you're talking about different eras of baseball, that it helps the wins above replacement do. And Jonathan India had a better season wins above replacement wise than either one of those did. And I'm looking at baseball reference and baseball reference is kinder to pitchers whenever it comes to war, Jonathan India had more war war. What is it good for? And then you also have Chris Sabo who, Again, I, I still think had a nice season. Jonathan India ends up being better than him. All right, so what's this all mean? We'll wrap this up coming up here in just a moment. Uh, before I do it, again, thank you for listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast today. Tomorrow, the Reds are going to make some news because tomorrow is the deadline for them to add players to the 40-man roster. We will talk about who, why, and what it all means on tomorrow's podcast. But coming up here, let's let's kind of wrap this all up. So for ranking everything, you've got your easy uh, bottom three, which isn't to say they're bad because these are all rookies of the year. Look, this is not a discussion where it's like, who's the worst? I'm talking about just kind of ranking them in order of how good they were. I'm kind of looking at Pat Zachary, Chris Sabo, and Scott Williamson as your bottom three. Tommy Helms. Yeah, Tommy, I, actually, we'll talk about that in a minute. I think the top three, obviously Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson is head and shoulders above any other Reds rookie. That rookie season that Frank Robinson had is the kind of season that I think if he had today, he might be number one in the MVP race with what he did that year. Absolutely phenomenal numbers. And I think that when you look at the fact that Don Newcomb won so many games that year, that was the reason he won the MVP. Now, Hank Aaron had a really good season as well and the numbers that he was putting up. So it's a really out, really close comparison between Hank Aaron and Frank Robinson that season. But to say that Frank Robinson was seventh that year, I think the only reason that he didn't win or come close to winning the MVP. He came in seventh instead of like second or third. It was because the Reds didn't make it to the World Series. Now, back then, you either made the World Series or you were done. They won over 90 games that year, the Reds did. Can you imagine that? I'm sure Reds fans back then were not so up in arms about making the playoffs simply because it was all regular season and then the World Series. Plus, there was no interleague either. So you literally just played the National League and then you played the winner of the American League. 
it's kind of a cool setup if you think about it. Obviously, TV sponsors would never go for that today. But yeah, it's a totally different era of baseball. And I think Frank Robinson would have been a lot closer to winning the MVP in his rookie season. So again, best rookie season by a red ever. Number two, giving it to Johnny Bench. I just think he edges out Jonathan India by being a little bit more selective at the plate, not getting those strikeouts. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that Jonathan India coming up is going to be able to reduce those. I think he's got the discipline and he's got the eye and the understanding to lay off the pitches he can't get to and to wait for the pitches that he can and to foul off the ones that are close enough but not necessarily good enough to get a hit from. He is very, very smart, and this is something that I think is going to improve as his career goes along. But, again, 50 more strikeouts than Johnny Bench had. I think that's an easy pick for me. Johnny Bench, number two. Jonathan India, third best rookie season by a Cincinnati Red. And that's no slouch. You're talking about some star, some absolute all-time gods of baseball on this list. And he is third. That's phenomenal. He's got a, He's better than Pete Rose's rookie season. He's better than Johnny Helms' rookie season, better than Pat Zachary's, Chris Sable's, Scott Williamson's. He's just behind Johnny Bench, and everybody is way behind Frank Robinson. That's, that's how I look at it when you rank Red's rookie of the year seasons. And it's worth understanding, again, just looking at this in a vacuum, rookie of the year season, one season their first year, that's it, not looking at the, uh, the whole body of work, if you will. And an interesting take as well, and I don't know, you're probably going to vehemently disagree with me on this, but I don't think Tommy Helms would win Rookie of the Year now when you look at this. In fact, it's worth considering a couple of different guys, but when I look at Tommy Helms' season, that 85 OPS plus would have disqualified him now. And this turns into a broader conversation about sabermetrics and their value of understanding baseball and how it might be killing the game and all this other stuff. But to understand how good Tommy Helms was that season, a lot of it had to do with his defense. And you don't see glove-first guys winning awards like that. They're, they're not really pushing the needle at all. And when I think about Tommy Holmes' year and looking at the numbers, I know I didn't watch it. I, I wasn't alive back then. Sorry. And maybe if if you are listening and you got the chance to watch Tommy Helms' season and just tell me how wrong I am, but no skin off his back. He was a nice he was a good red in his career, but I just don't think uh the way that awards are won nowadays and how they're voted on and how people understand the game, it's completely different now. I don't think Tommy Holmes would have been rookie of the year had he had that sort of season this year. And of course, well, obviously Jonathan India still would have won it over him, but it's interesting to note the way that we understand baseball and how that has changed over the years, but that's going to do it for us today. A, A lot of this was just throwback looking back on some guys, some guys that you probably had the chance to watch a lot. And I didn't. You know how wrong I am. If you think that uh, Jonathan India was better than Johnny Bench, or if you think Johnny Bench was better than everybody else or whatever, I love to know. Hit me up on the Locked on Reds line text or call 513-549-0159. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs, and you can hit me up on the show's Twitter account as well at Locked on Reds. 
But that'll do it for us here today. Thank you so much for watching here on YouTube and listening. If you are not already, make sure that you follow the podcast on your favorite app. You subscribe right here to YouTube because we're going to be with you each and every day here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, tomorrow we'll talk about the guys who the Reds keep, the guys who they protect by putting them on the 40-man roster and saving them from the Rule 5 draft. We're going to tell you who, what, and why tomorrow on the show because you got to follow us each and every day here during the off season. Now go check out Locked On Bets and make yourself some money at betonline.ag because they're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked On Reds. It might be the off season, but we're Locked On Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.